And the thing that we have no plan for right now <laughs> that David Fisman keeps talking about that's important in either of those scenarios, whether mm -hmm. we're trying to stamp it out or live with it. May 15th, happy end of nursing week. We should, we need to put this in our calendars at the start of the week. Yeah, we... I always Take just know nurses. that it's Nurses Week once Nurses Week is upon us. Yeah, and then we have to remember. So then we have to get like presents and cards for all our nurses. So we're going to do Nursing Week plus one this this year. Yeah. Is it is it like Belated the week of, is it always week. the week of Mother's Day? Like is it fall that week? Because that would be a good reminder. I don't know. Mother's Day, Nursing Week. All right, so I have the R not value for Ontario, but I'm mm -hmm. not sure I trust it. It says 0.89. Okay. means it's still going down, which is good. Yeah. But I don't know. I was reading, Christine Elliott today tweeted that the data, the cases they reported yesterday were wrong. Yeah, they missed they like were 90. They missed a bunch 90 of cases. cases. Yeah. S even if you count those cases, it's still... Uh, I think it's not ridiculous. It's not terrible. Still well into the 300s. Yeah. We were supposed to be heading towards under 200. The yeah. number they had was 258. Yeah, plus 90-ish. So 340. 330. Yeah. Okay. It's not great. The idea that I first... Like I'm a bit surprised this is the first time I've come across this idea, but if I think her, his name is Ifran Dalla, he's a he's a prophet. The actually I don't know if that's true. Is he a prophet? The Dalalana School of Medicine. Dalla is spent, spelled differently. He's not the namesake Dalalana. Ifran Dalla, um, a prof. I think I don't know who you're talking about. So he wrote in a piece in the Globe and Mail talking about a decision that we should be making publicly. That's something that should be debated, which is um, whether, so what we've done in North America, I guess in Canada, is decided that we're going to flatten the curve, but not try to eliminate COVID from society. Other countries are focusing on eliminating COVID. Australia. He gives the example of a report that Australia put out, uh, telling their the the public really in that country that there were these two well really three options. One being the kind of what no one's doing anymore the herd immunity kind of idea where you just let it run rampant. So if you discount that one, there's kind of two options. One is to try to flatten the curve s to make sure your healthcare system is not overwhelmed. And the other option is to try to get rid of, try to get rid of it, just get to zero cases, which is what China managed, or like in Wuhan, that's what they managed China, to do. China, New Zealand, New Zealand did it. Yeah. I feel like Hong Kong, maybe. So I don't know. Uh, whether I can't think off the top of my head if like Hong Kong and Taiwan and South Korea managed to squash it, but that's their goal. Yeah, it it's a very different <coughs> objective, right? Like it's completely like what we're about to do in Ontario. Open up the is is you know, um, I think most public health officials are expecting cases to go up. It's not like we're going to stay on this downward trend. 
we're going to go up and we're basically going to have to say, okay, how high is too high again to start clamping things down again? That's yeah. basically the game we're going to be playing. Yeah. And, and what d- the, if Fran Dalla is talking about, he says, we should as a society at least be debating the alternative here, which mm-hmm. is to potentially take a different tack, which is to... Um, to get rid of it completely, which I think requires better contact tracing. Yeah, and to better testing. And better testing, yeah. Um, and better public understanding Yeah. of the situation. Yeah. I think, I think it's the preferred option, and I don't feel like we have the leadership here that would pull that off is how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it feels like it's the type of thing that if you get peop- the right people talking about it, it becomes, it, it can switch. He uses, <laughs> he uses in his article, he uses the example of well-known columnists. If well-known columnists can be <laughs> persuaded <laughs> right. to switch their views on, I think they use the example of like outdoors. I think he's talking about uh, Andre Picard, Andre Picard uh-huh. uh, on how outdoors and how we need to change our perspective at different times as we get more evidence and yes. see how other countries are doing things and all this stuff. This is another thing that we should be thinking yes. carefully about. Yes. And um, yeah, that's his. Uh, I, don't know, I think it's. I think it's. I, I'm kind of shocked that as much as I'm trying to follow this that this was an idea that I didn't really focus like I didn't it didn't hit me that because it seems very impossible right now with like yeah it's like Ontario is trying to do all of these things they're trying to contact trace and they're trying to yeah but do the right things but there's just they're not doing it effectively enough and people are just running around putting out fires here and there and agencies are arguing with each other and blaming each other and it's like in that milieu (laughs) like how can we ever pull off like threading the needle like that it's uh, he are he agrees it's hard i think what my take on his article was it's certainly going to be hard but it's the courageous thing we should at least be, th- I mean, it's the courageous thing to do. It's what he's recommending. And it's the thing we have to think more carefully about. What would it take to pull this off? And, like, I keep thinking, look, if there's going to be people out of work, let's get, like, in there, they want a job. Give everyone a job. Like, the the economic impact of this over the next, like, five years, the cost to society mm-hmm. is going to be huge. If we can, if we can take some of that, cost now just start paying people to do contact tracing just throw like a million people how many people are out of work in canada it's like a million people ex- excess I don't, know. I don't know the numbers <coughs> it's in that like n- there's a new new million yeah. people that are out of work i think recent as of whatever mm-hmm. the last couple of months just if they want a job start contact tracing you have one person for every 37 people contact tracing like in yeah. Canada. Like you could you could do it if you threw yeah. money at this thing in that way. But yeah. I don't know. that's that was Okay. Wait, wait. But then we have the added and then we have to continue that 
you have to continue the vigilance. Yeah. But but if you can stamp it out for a moment, the number of the numbers drop like yes. the, the problem then every yes. one case that pops up again like in China, if they had the they recently had one new case, whatever, mm-hmm. you just sm- like you go after that like crazy, right? You just yeah. huh. And the thing that we have no plan for right now that David Fisman keeps talking about that's important in either of those scenarios, whether mm-hmm. we're trying to stamp it out or live with it, mm-hmm. we need surveillance. Mm-hmm. We need some way of looking at the overall population and getting a heads up mm-hmm. when it's when cases start happening because the way that this disease works is you you just have so many mild and asymptomatic cases where you yeah. can have spread ongoing for ages with nobody ending up in the hospital, yeah. nobody aware that they've had it. And so it will just spread and spread and spread until somebody ends up in the ICU and then you already have 100 or 200 cases. I remember. But I'm not done my thought yet. Oh, sorry, so sorry, sorry. Yeah. So what you need is some kind of system where you regularly random sample random yeah. sampling david yeah. fisman has ad like talked about pooled samplings so let's say you go somewhere like the lineup outside of walmart or something yeah and you collect samples of every 10 people uh-huh. and you pool 10 of those samples together at a time so it's just you can see it's less tests you have to let run less tests so you won't be able to go and tell the person who had it but you can see like mm-hmm. just as an overview mm-hmm. like oh mm-hmm. we have it in this area or we have it in this area mm-hmm. i was thinking i remember someone i can't remember which of the public health officials said this but early on just you know when this was still basically in china and just you know we were just People are like, oh, don't worry. Toronto's been through SARS. We're going to be ready for this thing. We've already started. Like there was we someone should ta- have been. Someone said, they said, like, we're going to start doing exactly what you just said. Like, yeah. like someone actually said that, that that yeah. was going to be happening. Yeah. I don't think it actually did. No, like, I'm it sure it didn't. didn't. And there's still, like, no public plan it, to yeah. do, like, an announced plan or any kind of shared plan to do so. Whether they have yeah. it in-house, I don't know. But you could even imagine just like in doctor's offices, like anyone goes to a doctor's office, like every 10th yeah. patient gets tested yeah, or everyone sitting in a waiting room gets tested. Or as we've talked about before on this podcast, sewage. Yeah. Look just at copy numbers in sewage test of poop. the virus. Poop has so many uses. Anyways, yes. We like y- if you stamp it out and you don't have a surveillance plan. Yeah, it's going to be the same problem. And I mean, even with our trying to live with it and not having a surveillance plan, that's pretty stupid. Like, we're mm-hmm. just going to have to lock down again so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Eileen De Villas, uh, she did a question and answer kind of thing with, I think it was CP24. And yeah, she basically, she's, I mean, I think we should be expecting multiple waves of this, right? This like to gonna go it's not yeah it's gonna we should not be she's trying to make the point that we should not be surprised when we have when numbers start going up Mm -hmm. we should be expecting that and it's basically going to mean we have to think very hard like most likely need to turn everything back down again like i don't 
I mean, I guess we'll wait and we see. We need to be like, better at this. People are going to, like the, the things we talked about yesterday where, you know, LCBO did manage some, you know, somehow to have very low numbers and things. So I know, but people still, like, still don't have a masking strategy. Like, people don't understand the importance of wearing masks and yeah, people don't understand the nuances of distancing like there's not good enough messaging on what yeah surfaces like it's just yeah exactly it's not good moving on moving on okay picnics are finally allowed in toronto they, they finally said we can now you're allowed to go you're not allowed to use a picnic table but you can go to a park and put out a blanket <sighs> and you Which won't get fined stupid yep still yep benches mm, things yeah no. Like people sit at a picnic table. <laughs> They're not it's not like ah. <laughs> 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 it is it is silly. But at least now they won't give people tickets for literally sitting on a bench. Or stopping to talk on their phone for like two minutes. Two minutes. Yes. Like that finally for the love of great. For the love of Cheerios, they won't be doing that anymore. Okay. Uh good news in terms of research funding so the the federal government announced uh, almost a half a billion in funding for non to support non-covid related research so any any research activities that have been what Tillich does yeah what we do i mean actually at toronto rehab what we do a lot of us are can able to continue much of our work but there are certain types of a lot of uhn the type of work that goes on where you have a drug study going on and it's a it's a it's a private funder, like a, a pharmaceutical company that's funding the study. Many of them have said you cannot use this money if the trial is not running. And so with currently not being able to bring patients in or, you know, to, for researchers to be able to work with patients directly, mm-hmm. a lot of people are no longer funded essentially in research. Yeah. And it's been, there were plans in place to basically figure out how to furlough people in the next few weeks, I think, to, to, because there was no money. They, so, so that was, and I think they announced UHN sort of was making this plan in a way to force the federal government to see that there was a need for this funding. And I think whatever, yeah, I mean, I'm sure all the research in Canada is in the same, same boat, but um, it's really good news that that came through. Last thing, Elon Musk. It sounds like I was really surprised that he got away with opening his plant in Fremont. So he's he kind of defied the local public health orders to keep closed. Mm-hmm. And he just said, I'm opening up. And if uh, someone wants to arrest me, you can come arrest me. I'm kind of surprised no one went and arrested him. Did Joe's not? I mean... Yeah, it I don't know. I think Th- it's, it's a dangerous a big precedent. Can of worms. He, he just set precedent. Like he just, he just steamrolled. He's a billionaire. He has a company. He just steamrolled over. Yeah, exactly. He's a very famous billionaire. So it's like, yeah, that's a very. If you're the politician that has to make that call, you stand up to him. You have to stand up to something like that. That the rich people don't get to make, like, that is not the country. I mean, 
I mean, it, it should, is totally the it is the that place they, they live in. It should be. <laughs> it should not be the type of place you want to live. You get a lot of benefits for living in a place like that, and you. This is one of the things you have to do: is follow the rules, follow whatever. And he, uh, yeah. I mean, it's. I'm really surprised he got away with it without anything. Like it sounds like they just backed off, and. Well, there's a presumably he's going to keep running the line yeah. so they could change their mind at any point. I guess so. Maybe they're just thinking about what to do. Yeah. 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 It's a very big can of worms he opened. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's all. Do you have a joke? I do. (gasps) Well, it's a visual joke. You're going to have to picture it. Okay. So (laughs) it's a picture um, outside a store somewhere in the world. I don't know where. Mm -hmm. And there's, as you see in many places, there's circles on the ground Mm -hmm. for people to stand up. And so the circles are six feet apart. Mm -hmm. People can line up in the circles to get into the store. Well, the circles did not have people in them. They were filled with stray cats. <laughs> All the cats came and sat in the circle. Like, this is a real picture? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real picture. <laughs> and there's just a cat in each circle. It was hilarious. The ca- just because cats, cats won't find things to sit in. Cats just find things to sit in. What is and it? They found cats? the social distancing circles. And they probably love so- social distancing, too. Right. So they're, they're like naturals. Yeah. My own little circle. Yeah. Well, thank you for that good joke. I can picture it. All right. Good night. Good night. <laughs>